Look at my legs. Jesus Christ. Good Lord. Are we recording? Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Don't hide my legs, dude. They're delicious. That's how we're going to start the episode today with my delicious legs. Look at the detail there, folks. Enjoy. Um, can you zoom in, Rick? Is that a, is that a possibility? Anyway. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday. Happy Merry Christmas. Birthday. Happy Easter. <laughs> Whatever's happening. I have no idea. I am completely out of whack today. I feel like I need more coffee. I haven't had enough and I've had enough. Well, I think I'm cracked out from the coffee. Is that what it is? I, you know, well, because I'm, you know, I'm doing the, the, the radio interview thing. Uh-huh. So I, I, when I do blocks of radio interviews, you know, I want to do them all in one day so that I get my work done you know they're kind and they schedule your press for you oh back my to gosh back to back. Dude. but it's it's a grind and it's every 15 minutes and i started this morning at 8 a.m uh right now it is noon they gave me a lunch break so we were so, like we're gonna podcast yes, during with, your break with my lunch break we're uh, just had lunch um podcasting so uh here we are and and whoo there is lots to talk about. And I know you're concerned. You're like, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? No, I just feel like we've been flying by the seat of our, not, we always fly by the seat of our pants, but I just feel like crazy. And um, sometimes coming to this table is like, or a lot of times it's like a grounding moment. And I was like, wait a minute, what has happened in our life? What are we going to talk when about? We get, when we get divorced, who like, gets the table? <laughs> That's what I want to know. In the, in the, I want to go ahead and put it in the divorce degree that, that Renee gets this table. Well, I'm auctioning it off to the highest bidder. No, no, no. You're going to keep it so that when you see it, you can go, God, Steve really tried. No. Steve tried. He really did. He really tried. Um, but, but, you know, the interviews sometimes are great. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, radio interviews. And, and it's just the problem is it's like one after another, after another, yeah. after another. And. Everyone, you want to be gracious and you want to let them know thank you. And you, so you want to also do the best job that you can. But it's also so funny hearing you do them because it the tone is very different depending on the station and the. Do they still call them disc jockeys? What do they yes. call them now? They do. They DJs, do still yeah. call them disc jockeys. And the DJ, like depending on. A, a country station is very different than like there was one station this morning you pulled me in on and the jokes Bullshit, I didn't pull you in on it. The jokes got a little blue and I was like, Are we gonna get in trouble for this? And no, like, you no, well, first of all, it's rock. Philadelphia. You cannot get blue enough. <laughs> number one. Number two, I did not pull you into it. I walked in the room and you said, Oh, speaking of, Renee just walked in. Yeah, well Renee walks in like, Oh, oh, oh you're doing radio? And maybe I should no, be on too. And no. But but that one turned out to be really cool. That was yeah. that was um, a, a lot of fun doing that with you. But Aztec Chevrolet, before we forget, before we start rambling on, yes, Aztec Chevrolet, please give them a chance. They are absolutely wonderful, wonderful people. And um, what's been fun is they'll get a new vehicle in, and then I post it, uh-huh. and it's crazy to see these these vehicles are selling within a day. That's awesome. It reminds me of like, you know, when we wanted to buy a house, it was like, you got to have your shit ready. Oh, yeah. Like, Especially like for a truck in there is, Texas. Yeah, there is no looky-loo. Like, you got to be ready to pull the trigger because it's happening and it's happening now, right? Yeah. Um, also, Old Salt Coffee, they have been wonderful to us. And, and please forgive us. We're working very hard to get those challenge coins out. Remember, if you get a subscription with the code Trevino10, we will mail you one of the most beautiful challenge coin memorabilias so please please do so also pick cherries listen to podcasts like you've never listened before i don't know if that's if i got it right (laughs) yes share your share a podcast like never before so podcast like never before and it's true like there's never been an app that allows you to do this you can clip out any podcast you want look all the people want to hear is there's no ads (laughs) if you want to listen to our podcast ad free yes go to pick cherries yeah. So with that being said, let's back go back to our whatever. And lately, I've been wearing the the the, the Crocs because. I, I, I mean, Are you really wearing the Crocs I've on the been. podcast, Steve Trevino? People love them, and and it's just been one of those things too, where it's like, oh my gosh, dude! Like, um, we've just been so busy. I slip on the Crocs, and then anyway, they're when so I, fugly. When I work in the yard, I take them off. I put on my my work in the yard outfit. Your anyway, snake so, boots. Um, we don't. Uh, we don't use these, but I, I do want to address something very quickly 
before we get into the fun stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I, um, I, I want people to know that I never try to gouge, ticket gouge. I always try to make sure, and, and Renee is here to attest, um, and Rick and Gigi, that, you know, my top priority is the fan experience. Yeah. And we also want everybody to be able to enjoy a show However, it, you know, this monster that we're creating, which I'm so grateful for, um, has led to a lot of ticket scalping. Yeah. Right. A lot of situations where, you know, people hit me up and they go, hey, what the heck, Steve? I can't afford $150 for a ticket. And I go, oh, my gosh, like, no, tickets are 20, 30, 35 dollars. They're not two hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm not that guy, you know, Uh but with the scalping and oh. it's it's like across the board it's not just big scalpers it's even people who are li- like running their own little side scalping business out of the comedy clubs and scooping up tickets and trying to resell them on your own social media like facebook pages and and, and i don't make any of that money just to be clear i don't i don't make any of that money and and i don't i don't care to I'm, i want the 30 dollar 25 dollar ticket price but it happens, and it, I want you guys to know that it, it really bums me out, and it makes me sad that those things are happening. And then the other question that I get is, well, Steve, you're the artist. Can't you do anything about it? One, I'm trying, number one. Yeah. Number two, I am not Garth Brooks. I am not Bruce Springsteen. I am not Pitbull. I am, I am at a stage in my career where politically, man, I have very little say in, uh, into and that's so hard and happens. frustrating to say and admit like I hear you say those words and like my my blood boils I'm usually the calm one but you know we recently had a, a very lengthy conversation with my team where I very clearly expressed my concern my problems with it the fact that you know some people cannot afford a hundred dollar ticket you know that's insane because well, then all of a sudden it's a hundred dollars for the ticket then another $100 for your wife or your husband. Then you have to spend $100 on babysitting. And then you have to spend the money for the drinks that night. Who can afford to see bullshit me for $500? No, it will be the best hour. Like you will laugh. Don't say that because that hour of just nonstop one hour of laughter you leave on a high after your show because you've had such a good time so don't diminish yourself either i'm not letting you do that either but i also and and i've made it clear to people i rather do a bigger venue if it means that we can keep the ticket prices lower right that was the goal you know and and so it's it's been a real bummer for us and and please please folks please know that it is on our minds that we are doing the very best we can to fix those things. You just got to be Bruce Springsteen, Steve, or Garth Brooks. Well, yeah, but, but that's what's scary, man. Freaking Garth Brooks is dealing with it. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen is dealing with it. Where they're going, wait a minute. What's happening? What happened? Where does this money go? You know, right. Where does the money go? What's going on? So, it, you know, it is a... It, it's it's a, you know... And, I, and God, I hate... You know, they say, well, that's a good problem to have, Steve. It is a good problem to have. However, it's not a good problem for the fans. You know, so we're going to, we're working on it and we're going to try to figure it out. Steve's brain is twirling. He's like, I'm going to invent an app and I'm going to crowdsource shows and (laughs) we're going to figure some way around this. Although Garth Brooks just says, make scalping illegal. Like I read an article he put out last night that's basically make scalping illegal. But that's what happens, right? So all these scalpers go, oh, Garth Brooks, people go, they're willing to, they, they know the market. And they know what people are willing to pay to see Garth Brooks. So they go in and they go, okay, we're going to buy a thousand tickets or 2000 tickets for every single show he does. So then this business is so freaking gross. I I, I was trying to come up with a better word, but so then the promoters go, well, we know we're going to make X amount of money out the gate because we know uh, StubHub and all these other uh, scalping sites are going to buy all X amount of tickets. So the promoters love it because they go, oh, it's guaranteed money. We know for a fact that the show's going to go on sale and immediately StubHub and, and all the other ones are going to scoop up these tickets 
and then they're going to turn and make a profit. But the price just keeps going t- up and up and up and up it and sucks, up. And man. the more these, it 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 really does suck, and it and it is really, you know, um, in my opinion, price got price gouging. I mean, it's yeah. you know, but but I want you to know that that we are grateful to the people who buy tickets. And it, and it's it's not on us, man. And, and and that's what has been so frustrating in, in this business is that. I don't, I don't control a lot of it. A lot of things that happen, I don't control them. You know, like for example, I'm already being told with these theater tours, the theaters are basically saying we are not going to accommodate a full meet and greet. Cause I was, I was already telling my team, I'm like, I don't care. I'm gonna do the meet and greet. I don't care if it's a thousand, 2000, 3000, I'm doing the meet and greet. Well, now these, these theaters are saying, you know, well, Steve, we're not going to accommodate more than a hundred more than 150 so now we're dealing with that yeah now we're dealing with okay so now do we charge for a meet and greet so that we get our 100 and we're done so that we can make it fair right do we do a lottery yeah right so i mean there's so many things going on behind the scenes uh that people just you know they don't quite understand or they don't quite know that because you know nothing breaks my heart more than hearing, well, I remember Steve used to, you know, love his fans. And I remember, you know, Steve would come out and meet us and take a picture with us. It's not me. Yeah. You know, it's not me. And, and, and it's also hard because it's a lot of factors. Yeah. And, and I can't continue to do comedy clubs because I can't be away from my family Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, Orlando, we're adding a Sunday. So now, well, thank God we're together. We're going to be together yeah. on that one. But, you know, so economically, the reason that I'm doing theaters is to make the same amount of money that I would make in four days, I can make it in two and spend more time with my wife and, and my kids. Yeah. Right. But then with that comes, well, there goes the meet and greet. Well, shit. With the theaters comes, well, now scalpers are going to charge to it. And it's like, oh, well, shit, man. Every damn phase of this business it just gets harder and, and it gets tougher. So, you know, I, I'm, we're trying to find different ways to show gratitude. We're trying to find different ways to show, to show you guys that we appreciate you, you know, and I really wish I, I, you know, I have celebrity friends. They don't give a fuck. And I don't know how they do it. You know, they don't care. They just want to make money. They want to be, they want to make as much money as they can. So, you know, it's this much for, um, meet and greet and it's this much for a picture and it's this much for this and it's this much for that man is motive is money a motivator for me absolutely because i want to take care of my family but ultimately the fan is the motivator right the the hopefully the entertainment that we provide hopefully sometimes uh healing sometimes yeah you know, people need to go out and, and for their mental health and have a lab. That's what's actually most important to me. And the fact that I can sustain and, and have a wonderful life, which we do, yeah, is what it's all about, right? But it, it does get complicated. And Oh, you said that yeah. really well. Because it is, I, I think it's like, um, even this weekend at the charity event, you know, a woman came up to us and introduced herself and said this podcast was like her therapy. And it's it's those messages that we get. It's meeting those people after your shows that are just so grateful that have, um, that said, I really needed this laughter for, and share the reason they did like, well, and, 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 we and I, I do want to say something cause it came into my brain. Several friends of mine who are, who are very close to God, you know, um, and I talk to, and we talk about God and, and, and Jesus and religion and life. And, you know, several of my friends have said this and, and I want to get that message out to you guys too. Prayer is a wonderful thing. Prayer is a wonderful thing. And we always pray for, you know, the sick. We always pray for the less fortunate. But at the same time, it is also okay to pray for your own family, for good health and for wealth. Because wealth uh, supports your family, right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, when they told me that, and I'm not going to name the name because several people have told me. Yeah. Um, but when you say that, you're basically going back to the caveman days, the tribal days where you would pray for a good hunt. Yeah. Right. You would pray that, Hey, today 
God, we pray that, that we, we have a plentiful hunt, right? So that we can feed our families. Mm-hmm. So and na- help others. And help others, yeah. right? And, and nowadays, you know, we don't hunt. We, we hunt by working to make money so that we can then feed our families. So it's okay to pray, you know, for those things. So I, I want to put that out there that maybe that's something that you can add to your prayers at night because, you know, my wife and I do pray for a, a, for wealth and happiness for our own family. In addition to, of course, you know, all, all of our other prayers, yeah. you know, um, I think it was a mom that shared that with me too. I don't know who shared it with you, but it was a mom that shared it with me too. And she said that at night she prayed with her sons, help daddy's business be successful. Like, yeah. And, 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 and work hard and do it, do it with a moral compass and do it um, for the right reasons. Yeah. Of course. Right. So that was awesome. <sighs> Man, I'm a little short of breath and I don't know why. Um, all the talking you've been doing all morning. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Um, so let, let's kind of do a recap of the weekend. Cause you were like, there's nothing to talk about. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bullshit. There's nothing to talk about. We did do a lot. We did. Oh my gosh. Let's start with things. our Saturday. How amazing was our Saturday. That was cool. And, and um, so, okay. So first of all, our Saturday and, and again, divine intervention. Yeah. I meet Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg turns out to be an amazing man. Bill Goldberg, the wrestler. The wrestler turns out to be an amazing man. He lets me know that he's doing, um, helping out with a charity on Saturday. What was it? The third? August. Anyway, Saturday. Don't ask me those kind of questions right now. Turns out that I am also in town doing a private gig. Turns out that they were going to start their event at six. My event was until 830. Uh-huh. So I was able to make both events. And it's it just, again, divine intervention. Yeah. Things happen for a reason. Man, talk about a beautiful evening. Yes. Yeah, it was um, It was called the Purple Heart Project. I don't know if we if we shared this last week. but From, uh, Oh, yeah, with his coin, because yeah. he gave you a challenge coin. But it's the Purple Heart Project, and it honors Purple Heart recipients um, throughout the state. Like, some of these people are, are traveling in. Um, but it's all ages, these purple all eight, recipients. Well, so there was, were Vietnam vets there. There were younger guys there. Um, what, what I thought was cool too, is, is we got there and a veteran choir. I wish I knew their name. I had to fly in and out. You were there more than I was. I know. You know what? I might have it. Cause but I have the thing. Wow. This choir sang the national anthem. It was phenomenal and, and just emotional and beautiful and it was just really cool to see this like group of men, like I said, spanning ages, but sharing this experience of being a vet in a choir. Like it was beautiful, kill, and, killing it. And, and even the um, not the band leader because they're not a band. The choral director—that's what I was looking for. The choral director was like so into it. They were all awesome. all about it. It was cool. So then you know because I'm there and I got to leave by eight. You know we did the. They wanted me to do the live auction, so I did. I did a little bit of stand up. I did the live auction, um, help them raise money. You are so good at that. I love it. Every time that we kill we, yes, that you are the auctioneer because well, you get loud and loud. I get it loud. loud I, I, I rile up the crowd like a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And, and my goal in, when it comes to raising money for people who need money, there is no shame in my game. Oh, no. I will, I will call him out. Yes, you play you into know. ego. I, I, told, I told Bill Goldberg, he, he put in a, 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 a bid and I was like, dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin would, would, would bid more than that, right? Just talking shit. Um, but what, what was even better is I started to tell the story about how me and Bill ended up meeting. Uh-huh. And then freaking Bill walks in the door like we planned it. Yeah. And of course, he's this giant of a man, right? He is a big he, presence. He's yes. wearing a tight shirt. So immediately I go in on his shirt and how it's a medium. And he goes, it's your shirt, you little midget, you know? And... <laughs> So then we do that, and then, man, I have the weirdest gig. It, it, it was a corporate gig type thing, and you know, when I do these corporate events, I don't, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Right. I, I really don't. And and it wasn't a corporate event; it was a private <clears throat> event. Well, so that was what was weird. You thought it was corporate. Well, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It was a private event, but then it was at somebody's house, and I'm like, oh, like. These freaking gigs are disasters. 
Like they are just. I know. I was worried for you because you left the Purple Heart event and I stayed back and I was like, oh my God, Steve's going to go and there's going to be like five people and they're just going to be sitting there watching him in the living room make us laugh. Right. right. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and first of all, I get to this house, drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. This house is beautiful. It made me feel po, P-O. I don't even get the O-R. Somebody said that before me. I, I, I mean, the house was just stunning. And I get there and they literally have um, security. They have private security for their family uh-huh. and their home. The guy grabs me and he goes straight to the back. I'll tell you what's going on. So he grabs me. We go to the, we go to the back of the uh-huh. house. And he goes, you need to meet Ben. Ben's the one that hired you. And by the way, I look outside into their, their courtyard, right? Uh-huh. Which was outstanding. Beautiful bar set up. I mean, it was like a nightclub, right? Beautiful stage. The whole, and I'm like, oh, awesome, right? Yeah. They had the chairs lined up up front. Oh, you know, all oh, per- perfectly. And, I'm, and, and again, you know, and, and, and again, speaking candidly and honestly on the podcast, I have such a bad attitude towards rich people. Like I do. I love how you just said it's okay to pray for wealth, and now you're like, I have a bad attitude towards rich people. I do, and and you know, and I'm like, oh, these. Well, no, I always think that they're going to be snobby, and they're going to be these rich fucking you know assholes, and I run into that. Yeah, right. I I I did a party and just no. You know what it is? I think you have a problem with generational wealth because you are self-made. I think that could be it too, right? Yeah. But but again, like you know, I did this party in Austin, Texas. And again, you know, my price is, is not cheap Yeah. because they, they literally have to pay me for the whole weekend. If they're booking me for a Saturday, well, you have to make up the money that I would have made for the whole weekend. So I'm not cheap. They hire me. I get to this place in Austin and immediately I get, I, same thing. They greet me uh-huh. and they go, oh, Mr. Trevino, we have your room waiting for you. Oh, you're talking about a different party. A different one. Okay. So I get there. They're uh-huh. like, you have, you have your, their, your room waiting for you. And we have your lunch, right? And I'm looking through the glass, like, and in the party, I mean, it is like uh, unbelievable, this party, right? Uh-huh. Like the stage is huge. There's all these people, like there's there's literally buffets with lobster and crab and whatever you can imagine lined around this thing. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get lobster and I'm going to get crab. And, yeah. you know, and, and I go, when do I get to go in there? And they're like, oh no, no, sir. She does not want you in the room until you perform. And when you're done performing, you have to leave. And I'm like, okay, well. They didn't want you to steal the thunder, babe. The event was, is not about you, Steve Trevino. I was hungry. <laughs> and they, they literally gave me. A sack lunch. A sack lunch. <laughs> I ate my sack, sack lunch all sad, right, in, the, in the other room. I'm all sad over there and it it looked like you made it. It was like sad as shit. The the meat was laid out flat like an asshole, right? And I'm just sitting there and the bread's all stale and they they little pack of mustard, one bullshit pack of mustard. You know you know the fucking sandwich I'm talking about. So anyway, I eat it and then I, I go in. You got the vendor lunch. Yes. That's when you're like at a big event and there's the lunch that's actually served or the dinner that's actually served to the guests. Yes, I got and the lunch for the like help. The cheap vendor meal. I got yeah. the lunch for the fucking help. So anyway, I eat it and I go, well, when am I going up? And they go, well, we're a little behind, but you're going up right now. And I go, I go, wait a minute. Nobody's sitting down. They're all in line. What are they in line for? And she goes, oh, the birthday girl, her party, uh-huh. she gave all of her guests custom Lou Casey cowboy boots. So they're all getting measured and custom Stetson cowboy hats. So they're all, they're all in line for that. Wow. So I now have to go on stage. There's four people sitting down watching the show. That already got measured for their yes. and hats. Everybody else is in line. I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck, man? Like, it was terrible. Oh. I hated it. And literally, as soon as I get off stage, they're like, okay, Mr. Trevino, thank you for coming. You should already have been paid. And bye. Right? So I have been to events like that. And then yeah. I roll up to this house. And I'm like, oh, my God. Is this going to be another rich dickhead bullshit? Right? But I'll take your money. <clears throat> Thanks. I get in there. I'm in the master restroom, right? Uh-huh. Because that's where they're hiding They me. put you in the master restroom? Yes. I'm in the master restroom. And in comes this guy. 
and he's wearing flip-flops like me, uh-huh. shorts like me, uh-huh. and a t-shirt. And he's like, I'm Ben. I'm the one that hired you. What's up, mate? Because he's English, uh-huh. right? And I'm not kidding you. We start talking shit. We're bullshitting. We're having a great time. We completely forget, like, oh, wait a minute. We got to figure, what's the plan, yeah. right? So then I go, I go, listen, man, and, and any corporate gig, I go, I go, PG-13, PG-18, I can do it all. What do you want? He goes, I don't give a fuck, mate. Fucking bring it, right? So then he informs me. He goes, look, my wife is from Uvalde, Texas. You are her absolute favorite comedian. Uh-huh. He goes, I have a business engagement on the weekend that you're coming to San Antonio. She bought tickets for everybody to go to your show. He goes, and she got mad at me because I was not going to be able to make it with her. Right? He goes, so as a surprise, I hired you to come to her on our anniversary party. Major points, man. Right. So I go, so how's it going to go down? And he goes, well, he goes, I will go on stage and I will say, hey, I have one more surprise for you, you know, because I have to take care of my Captain Evil. He goes, and when I say Captain Evil, you walk out, right? Uh So I'm like, no problem. By the way, me and him are still bullshitting. We're laughing. We're having a good time. Yeah. You know, I walk out and she, Beth is her name. She loses her mind and she's just like, oh my God, you know, this is awesome, blah, blah. The show was wonderful. I The people there were wonderful. Did you do no. your usual set or was it different? It, you let some it was, it stuff was, fly? What was it? It was very geared towards her. Uh-huh. You know, I did ask her what bits that she wanted to see. Oh yeah. So I did, I, I did some requests for her. Uh-huh. Um, but, but I got, I got to tell you, man, everybody down to earth, fun. You know, they were, she had, she had her high school friends there. Uh-huh. She had her friends from San Antonio there, like longtime friends. Okay. Did she invite people? Did she know the whole, did, did she know they it were was, having an anniversary yes. party? That's all they were having was an anniversary party. She didn't know I was going to be performing. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. So I get to talking to him and she goes, you know, Steve, she goes, we relate to you and your wife so much. She goes, when I met him, my parents did not like him. She goes, he moved me to England. Little did I know that he had eight pounds to his name. She goes, we had nothing. We lived in a small apartment and she goes, me and my husband, we worked our asses off to get where we are today. Yeah. You know, and she was so down to earth and so fun and everybody was down to earth and everybody was fun. And Ben was hilarious. And his, I'm giving his best friend shit because he's from England and, and you know, he's wearing the England outfit. And I'm like, bro, you don't need to tell me that you're from the UK. Your outfit <laughs> screams Europe, right? Good. Guy. And that's what I love about fucking Europe, right? And, yeah. and anytime I meet people from the UK or England or, or, or Ireland or, or you know, yeah. anywhere from Europe, they have a great sense of humor and it's a brash sense of humor yes. and they talk shit to each other. And I ended up having this great time with them. And then the plan was to go back to you yes. and finish out the night with At the you. At the Purple Hearts dinner. Gala. So by the time I got to you, Purple Heart uh, Gala had finished. Everybody decided to go have a drink at a bar in Bernie. I show up and it was sad zone. Remember? <laughs> it was just kind of like... Well, there weren't a lot of options. I think the only thing still open was like a brewery. So breweries just have a different vibe. Breweries like a chill, sit, hang, and you know, and drink I, beer. And we're all like dressed to the nines from the gala. A lady at the bar, she asked me, she goes, where are you coming from? <laughs> well, and, and you know, Jake is there. Uh, my partner in at Helicopters for Heroes. Yeah. Jerry's there, my partner in another business. We're always talking and we're the, all the all the wives were there. All the wives were dressed up. And we go, I, I told the whole I told the whole team, I go, let's go crash Ben and Beth's anniversary party. Yeah. And everybody's like, I mean, are they okay with that? I'm like, fuck yeah, they're okay with it. They're cool as shit. I was I was a little concerned. I was like, we're showing up with like a group. It's not just you and I coming back. Like we got a crew. So we do. We walked in and they were like, oh, Captain Evil. Because they didn't get to meet you. Yeah. So they were like, Captain Evil's here. And man, we chatted it up and we ended up partying uh, with Ben and Beth at their 
anniversary party and 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 Bing goes, "Is this normal for you?" I, I said, "No." <laughs> This is not normal for me. I said, but you guys were so welcoming and so sweet and so honest and so real. The party. And we get there. Everybody's singing karaoke on stage. Yes. So I was like, all right, it's my kind of party. So we ended up having. Yeah, because I was like, are we going to get there and the party's going to be over? You're like, "Uh uh-uh, no, it's still going to be going. But uh, uh, just to be clear, to go back a step, our official winners um, for the, the wine tasting giveaway that we did last year. We finally were able to make it work. Yes. Turns out Bruce yep. is a Navy veteran and totally looks Navy veteran, right? Oh, yes. He's the got the, the big mustache, uh-huh. you know, and, and a Vietnam era uh, at that. And and his wife, Doris. 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 Um, we said, look, come to dinner. We're going to do dinner with you guys Saturday night. At yeah. The, and it worked out perfect. At, at the, the gala. At the gala Purple Heart event. And of course, I gave it up to, to them. And then I said, we'll pick you up. Um, 10 o'clock in the morning the next day so we can go to Fredericksburg and do this that. This was so, the Helicopters for Heroes contest that we ran where people could buy a raffle ticket. Um, we, got you a, a, we got you transportation. We got you a hotel room on the Riverwalk. Yeah. You had dinner with me and my wife and you got to go spend the day with us in Fredericksburg, Texas. So they bail on us. We go party all night, right? An hour from our, our house. But they, but they, I'm sorry, but they loved the gala. It, they said, I mean, it was such an emotional event honoring these these Purple Heart recipients. It was it was well, really well, well done. Go follow us, the restaurant. And uh, again, divine, did an amazing job. divine intervention. It was perfect, right? Like, you know, here's a here's somebody that paid fifty dollars to enter this contest. Because they care about veterans first and foremost. Yeah. So then to even it take them to another function where we're helping veterans was just special. And the food right. was great. It was good. You know, and he's a Navy veteran. Yeah. Which was, I mean, it just really worked out. And and Compadre's restaurant, if if you find yourself in Bernie, Texas, that's the restaurant to go to. Because he did the food and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. So we, we bailed out, you know, they left because they were older and, and they didn't go party with us with, with we, they weren't celebrating Ben and Beth's anniversary <laughs> with us. Um, and then man, we, we partied all night and we get here, you go pass out Friday night. Well, no, we walk in the house. So your dad, your dad and stepmom were here staying with us and stayed with the kids and um, our nieces were here, but we get home, the house is dark. But there's music playing. Oh, like, Grandpa Joe's going on loud a, outside. Oh, I love it. And I'm it. like, Steve, why is there music outside? Your dad's just chilling out there on the back patio. Shirt off, right? I don't know oh, he's, he's, wearing he's, shirt. he's shirtless, playing his own DJ on my sound system. <laughs> and, and he, and, I didn't even and, know he knew how to do that. He got, we got there and he's like, he goes, sit the fuck down. Let's have a drink. And I was like, oh, shit. I said, Grandpa Joe's on one, right? And Timmy, I saw him. I was like, your dad's outside. You go talk to him. I went straight to the <laughs> bedroom. But, and, and again, you know, my, my dad dealing with all his health issues and, and uh, uh, severe PTSD, there's very little moments anymore that he's feeling good and in a good I mood. I know. I got to say, that was the one thing I was bummed about this weekend is seeing what a great emotional event, but also like what a sense of camaraderie there was amongst those Purple Heart recipients and knowing that your dad was a Purple Heart recipient and here you are like killing it at this auction and raising more money. I just wish that he could have been there and you guys could have shared that experience. But you know, he knows what I do. And and even though he's not a, a, a verbal man, you know, yeah. I know he knows what I do, you know, and, yeah. but it was so much fun. Like, to, and you know, now all, all I can think about is I just want to go to bed, but then I see him and I'm like, fuck it. All right. <laughs> you know, I opened up the, I opened up the expensive bottle of crown and, and me and Timmy and, and I sat out there with him laughing and I cleaned you know, up the next morning. There were two bottles of crown on the table out there on the patio. One of them was empty and the other one was about halfway down. We killed some crown, you know, even after I had killed some crown at celebrating Ben and Beth's, uh, anniversary and then i'm like oh crap we got to be up to go wine tasting yeah which we did and, and and if i'm again you know being open and honest i'm not a wine tasting kind of guy yeah you know it's not something i'm into right but i, I gotta say i enjoyed it it was yeah. a, it was a good day you know, and, and, and I got to give it up to the first winery that we went to. Becker Vineyards, it was called. We do have to give it up to Becker Vineyards. They were very sweet and accommodating and such a cool, chill, nice experience. It was it was really awesome. And, and I got there 
And I said, hey, guys, I said, I'm really trying to make. And, and the bummer of it is because we got a late start and not our fault, by the way. I was up ready to go, even though I only had two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep. I was up ready to go it, just with, you know, uh, uh, rounding up the troops and getting it all going. Uh, and then of course, my stepmom came with us, too. Um, we, we ended up missing our first um, tasting that we had set up. Let me, handle, first let me handle this guy right here. You got to block it. But what were we talking about? Uh, we got a late start, so we missed the first we, so we vineyard mi- tasting. We, I can't we missed the, the first for. scheduled uh, vineyard tasting, and I really wanted to go, man, I got to make up for that because I want the people that want to really get an experience. Yeah. I talked to him. Becker? Is that what yes, they Becker, Becker Vineyards. The manager came out. The manager came out, and he goes, so what do you got going on? I said, listen, man. I said, you know, we raised $8,000 with this contest. It's for veterans. I said, I'm really trying to show these people that have won a really great experience. He goes, I'm on it. He goes, I'm on it. I'll take care of it. Give me 10 minutes. And this guy, and I wish I would have remembered his name. I know. We need to send them an email, and Helicopters for Heroes needs to send them something. It, I mean, he went. He, he, get, he got us. He surprised us in the basement with two charcuterie boards. Charcuterie boards. Charcuterie <laughs> boards. Um, and we ended up having drinks in their beautiful basement. Beautiful in their, in table. In their wine cellar. In their wine cellar. Yeah. And, and I got to say, you know, it was... It was for me, you know, I didn't, I was like, oh crap, like I got to go along with this bullshit. He didn't skimp you know? on the boards. They put the good salami out and the good cheese. It was awesome. And, and I enjoyed it. And then after that, we, we went to, um, the, the next scheduled one was Grape. Grape, is it Grape Creek? Which, yeah, which it, is known it, in Texas because it's, it's been around for a long time. Grape it's one of the Creek first and, ones out there. In and, and again, if, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, you know, Becker to me felt more welcoming. It felt more um, personal. Personal. It felt a little more authentic. It felt yeah. um, a little more relaxed. Yeah. Grape Creek was like, what's your reservation? Okay. You folks this way, you folks, you're this way. Well, you and then, guys, we've got you over here. And like, then I go, I felt um, like I was being funneled through Disney. I go, do you guys serve food? Cause we'd really love to have dinner. And he goes, are you a member? <laughs> I said, excuse me. Only members get to eat here. <laughs> And I said, yeah, I said, we're not, we're not members. Then that way, shoo. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And it, it just, yeah. it, it did, I mean, it was still cool. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't go. I'm saying it because it was still cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they, you know, they do like, everybody has their own little bar with your own sommelier or whatever the fuck they call them. Yes. Um, so it wasn't terrible. It, it, it just didn't have the more, the, the welcoming yeah. feeling that I got at, Becker venues. Yeah. Vineyards. Yes. And yeah. Becker had music when we got there. There was like a musician and they, they made it so you could go and sit and spend a whole afternoon there if you wanted, you know? Yeah. They had the, the outdoor, um, hang and it was a beautiful place, Yeah, you know, and, and grape, whatever, what are they called? Grape Creek, I think. Grape Creek. Oh, yeah. wow. So, so original. <laughs> um, but Grape Creek just felt more, definitely more corporate. Definitely more. Um, but there's lots in Fredericksburg. Like, I feel like we could, since you enjoyed it so much, maybe we go back again and try two or three different ones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if somebody wants to donate $8,000, I will take them. I will go with them. We'll do the contest again? No, we're we'll not do doing the, the contest again. again. No? We're gonna, somebody, somebody goes, look, I'm going to write you a check for $8,000. let us go. And, That's and what I'll, it we'll takes go on to a take Sunday. your wife wine tasting? I feel like maybe we got to up the ante on the contest. Now we got to go to Napa. No. <laughs> we need 50,000 <laughs> to go to Napa. Um, but, but I got to say, you know, uh, um, have you posted the pictures that we took? I haven't. No, I haven't. Let's post those today. Okay. Um, so just a big thank you to Bruce and, and um, I always say Doris. 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 Um, they were wonderful to hang out with. And yeah. Very sweet people and... Uh, we also did dinner, an early dinner yep. afterwards at this place called Leroy's, which again, really unique. A very Tex-Mex. Very Tex-Mex uh, place. Very unique, very quaint. But not like, right? it's weird because I say Tex-Mex and you think like, I feel like for us, we think Mexican food. And they did have menu though, but it was like barbecue, brisket. It was like, it was literal like a mesh of the two. It was good. I recommend Leroy's. And then of course, Grandpa Joe stayed behind because he wanted to, to my, my oldest cousin on my dad's side lives in San Antonio 
and she had plans on coming to visit dad combination uh, excuse me us getting back yeah and chatting with her so you know we were able to to chat with you know my cousin monica who is just she really is like a, a really special person she you yeah. know she's got this really great spunk about her and this kind of like um she she's the mom that takes pride in scaring the shit out of her kids <laughs> yes like scaring yeah. the shit out of them. Yeah, I think she might be with the person I feel like who loves Halloween even more than I do. She, and I love like, Halloween. She goes nuts, but her daughter is is going to school at at Texas State, which is literally minutes from us. And I wanted Monica to to see the house and know that that her daughter, our cousin, has a, a home very close. And she gave us a lowdown on Disney because she's such a Disney pro. So we're all going to Orlando, and she was kind of giving us the. The lay of the land and her insider Disney tips. They they actually do Disney for Christmas is when they do it. Which, come on, let's be real. That's the time to do Florida. Not, not sweating it out in August like us. I can't wear these short shorts. I'm afraid a ball is going to hang out Gross. one, one no side. No one needs to envision so that. Uh, no one needs that. Maybe some of the ladies do want to. Inv- I'm pulling them down. <laughs> we, uh, I don't want... I don't want my nutsack to come flying out. No, stop, please. um, But but Rick, I got to tell you, man, I I, I think that um, maybe the four of us should uh, take a little trip out there because it it, it was, and I, you know, what I think I like about it is- To Disney or Fredericksburg? Fredericksburg. Oh, yeah. A lot of times you take me places Uh and there's nothing for me to do. You know, this was cool because I was able to walk around and check out you know, the, the way that they do it, I, I thought, the, you know, they, uh, at Becker, they, they explained. They gave us the tour. The tour and the process of, of how their wines are made. And, and all that stuff is, is very interesting to me, yeah. right? So it was, I didn't realize rosé was, like, made, actually, with, like, the leftovers of the red wine. Yes, the skin. Yeah, the pulp. I didn't and, know yeah. that. That's cool. So that's, so that's for the, the, the cheap people, right? They're like, ah, well, let's give them this bullshit, right? But... You know, it really was an amazing weekend, and it was cracking me up that you were like, we have nothing to talk about. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> no, I had fun with you this weekend. It was like, uh, I don't want to say it was like work obligations, but it was kind of like work obligations, but I had you home. Like, we got to we got to hang and enjoy. It was nice. However, um, th- Thursday, and I'm trying to think of what our tiff was, but but Thursday we had a tiff. Uh, Did we? Thursday about morning, what? I can't And I'm remember. like, oh my God, like. Is it because I'm not on the road right now? Is it because usually... <laughs> We've, we're past our expiration date. Yeah. I'm like, well, fuck, man. For this bullshit, I wish I was on the road. What was I, it? I, I don't even we, remember what it was about. What petty argument were we... Were it we, wasn't spaghetti this time. It was not spaghetti. It was and, not and spaghetti this I time. I wish I could think of, of, of what the petty argument was so that we could uh, bring it to the podcast. But <laughs> so we could relive it. I know what it was. Huh. The schedule changed. That's what it was. Oh, yep. Now I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about the schedule change. That R- Renee was pissed off because the schedule had changed. And, but I, again, I, you know, I honestly think that it's the, not as simple as Renee was pissed off because the schedule changed. You know, it's much more complicated than that. If, if her schedule in her head. If, if it doesn't go to plan, the wheels fall the no, fuck off. But I will say, no. I will say that we are at a point in our marriage where the wheel starts to fall off uh-huh. and then we both know to take a step back. Right. And then yeah. I bring the pump and I pump it back up and, <laughs> and I put the wheel back on and a little bit of, a little bit of duct tape and, and we compromise and, and the train keeps moving <laughs> and we keep the train uh, moving along. But there was a moment where I was sitting there like, Fuck! Is this why I'm home for this bullshit? I know, because uh, the like the if you hadn't been here, the train would have kept moving, right? Yes, and 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 that's what's you know. So we so, talk, we talk about it. It's like the balance of adjusting to okay, Steve's home, Steve's gone, Steve's home. But when Steve's when gone. when people say that marriage is about communication, they're correct. Yeah. Right, because yeah. because a lot of times. Renee is planning this day in her head, but not letting me in on the plan. Or sometimes... it's not, But it's not just my day. It's I'm planning the day with the kids and when all this needs to happen. And I'm like, look, just jump on board. And I should know your personality. That's, that's not how it's going to go down. But, but that's my point, right? Is that, that if, you, if you come to me and go, 
hey, this is what I would like tomorrow to look like, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help um, get that, um, keep the, the, the train on the tracks. Yeah. You know, but there's times where, and I think a lot of men right now can agree, there's times where I wake up and I'm like, all right, well, great. I'll, I'm going to go cut the yard because I have a plan to cut the yard. And Renee's like, the fuck are you doing cutting the yard? <laughs> We're supposed to be going to here. And I'm like, well, yeah. wait a minute. You didn't tell me that. So then the, you know, so, but I, I honestly think we're getting better. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. You're like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yes. Yes, we are. We're getting better. We're getting better. But I think now as school starts and Garrett's um, activities start, I think we need to both find a system calendar wise that works for us. Well, it, you know, and it, and it is tough. That you're because, comfortable with too. Well, and, but things are getting so much more busy. That's, that's what I mean. You know, like, and, and now we're going to start getting Delilah into. We're about uh, to turn into those people with the color coded calendars for each person. Because we're going to get Delilah into uh, either dance, gymnastics, or jujitsu. Well, jujitsu probably till she's four. But that's older. Um, you know, getting her into into some activities as well. So I think gymnastics might help. Have we talked about how Delilah kind of her feet go in a little bit? And I'm thinking I know you're like, still so concerned about I think that. I'm not being on the balance beam, like practicing that will sort of help. And she already does it here at the house. Like she loves yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing that stuff, but I'm not opposed to, and, and we're going to encourage softball, hopefully. Um, and, I, don't, and, I don't know anything about softball. But uh, you know, and that's another thing. And that's, I mean, it's for another topic, but you know, Garrett's at a point now where there is just no competition for our little team in Little League. And it's a shame because, you know, you want to support Little League. You want to be a part of Little League because yeah. Little League is an American institution. But I'm not kidding you and I'm not making it up. When I tell you we dominated every single team, we don I mean, am I right yeah. or wrong? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. dude, our kids were getting outs. Our kids were in the right positions our i mean our kids were coached yeah you know so so i you know i also want to you know if somebody wants to put a message out there um regarding you know their decision to go to elite ball um uh, or travel ball versus it just makes me so league. nervous as a mama because that stuff happens on the weekends and you're on the road on the weekends so now delilah and i are gonna be all about baseball too i need mom and dad i need you to come move here and help well they're not coming but I will say that, um, you know, it was, it, it's so very valuable to me, the friends that I have made. And, you know, we had Daniel McCutcheon on the podcast and, you know, Travis Cohen's daddy is, is just a, a really good man and, a, and dedicated to the sport. And yeah. So, you know, I have these guys that, that their kids are my kids age. They love baseball. We all coach together. I wanted to make the leap already, but I can't. I can't be the leader of it because of my schedule, but I also wanted them to be involved because I trust them with my son. Yeah. So that the times that you can't travel with him, I know that my son can travel, you know, with ah, Travis I'm like, How are we gonna or do Daniel. It? So then, you know, Daniel calls me and he says, Hey man, you know, I'm really ready to make that next step into travel ball. Let's have a meeting about it. Cause it's serious shit, dude. You know? Yeah. You know, and, and also we want, I'm, I'm, I am grateful for the fact that we did do little league and we, and we're going to do little league this, um, fall season Yeah, because it, it was also an opportunity to find the kids that we like yeah, who are good, but most importantly that have good parents, right? Those parents yeah. that we know are not going to get in our way that are going to let us coach because we have a lot of fun coaching, but there's a lot of discipline on our team. Yeah. There's a lot of, and we don't, our, we don't give our kids slack. We are it's hard, hard on too. Them. When you talk about maybe making the move to elite, I, I, I am like, I still want to talk to other parents who started this young. Cause I also feel like Garrett's not even seven yet. And aren't we still at the age where like you explore everything before no. you just like hone in on no. one thing? No. I mean, I guess Tiger Woods no. was like playing golf what when he was two. But Jose Trevino is the catcher of the New York Yankees. Trevino's play baseball. <laughs> That's it. We're not big people. We're not gonna. We're you not playing football. That one day, Garrett's can grow up and be like, maybe Trevino's don't play baseball. 
Maybe Trevino's new comedy. Right? <laughs> no, it, it, remember, we always talked about it. Team sport. Yeah. Individual sport and an instrument. Yeah. He's amazing at baseball. He's amazing at jujitsu. And we're really encouraging the piano. Yeah. So, you know, we're... And again, I honestly believe that this attitude of, well, I want my kid to just play what he wants. No, you have to encourage. I don't agree with that attitude. I don't agree with... Well, if they want to play, they'll play. No, it is up to a parent to encourage. It is up to an parent to push. Well, I, is, but I wonder, is Garrett going to be like a little Zac Efron and he's going to act like a football player or act like a baseball player, not be a baseball player? And, and, and again, and I've said it before on this podcast, I don't want to encourage this business at this age. Yeah. If he grows up and wants to do that, I will help him in any way that I can um, to make sure that I protect him from this filthy business, that I that I help manage him knowing all the backhanded bullshit that goes on in this business. But right now, as a child, yeah. not, I would say 90, maybe 95% of child stars don't end up well. No. And don't adjust well. Yeah. You know, and I want Garrett to have an opportunity to grow up in a very normal life, in a very normal situation. Well, yeah, that's why we moved back to Texas. As normal as possible. Right. You know, um, but, you know, that's another thing. And, and you know, people since have, you know, we, we asked about the sorry question. Uh-huh. And, and we did have a psychologist or two reach out. And um, it was very interesting, their comments. And, and one of them kind of really agreed with with kind of both of us uh-huh. you know where she was like yes please make sure that your children understand what it is to say sorry and what the that, importance of it the significance of it and, when and, to use it when not to use it and what that means right yeah and, and something that i always say that she said sorries mean nothing if you don't change right i always tell people that i go you can tell me sorry all the time you know you can hit me in the face and say sorry and then hit me in the face again well, you're not sorry yeah. You know, so um, thank you for the comments. And I told you we had a lot of shit to talk about. <gasps> My stomach's grumbling, though, so we got to go soon. You're hungry again? I need food again. I just had a shake this morning. Oh, I thought you ate with me. No, I didn't eat with you. I, I figured I wasn't hungry yet, but now I'm real hungry. <laughs> uh, oh, and then people people keep asking and you don't answer. What are they asking me about? Where do you rent your clothes? Newly. But we talked about this. They're not a sponsor, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not helping them out, but this is rented too. Well, it looks very nice and you Thank look you. beautiful as always. And I love you very, very much. Don't, don't you even try. I said it first and I always do. Um, thanks for coming to the show. Don't forget Aztec for Chevrolet. For coming to the show. Well, uh, watching the show. <laughs> Aztec Chevrolet, Old Salt Coffee, Picked Cherries. Don't forget Miss Dora and her eyelashes yes. or whatever the fuck she's selling um, these days. Thank you so much. Uh, we love you. And we pray for you to have health, happiness, and wealth. <laughs>